1: Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. And we're joined now by Republican
0: gubernatorial candidate Jeff Deal. Rep Deal, how are you?
2: Great, Marcus and Chris. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Hey, uh, congratulations on winning the Republican nomination. Uh, Onwards and upwards, right? Thank you. Yeah. Look, I've uh, been here before. In
2: 2018, I ran for U.S. Senate, was able to win the nomination. I wasn't successful, obviously, uh, in winning that U.S. Senate race, but I did have a chance to earn almost a million votes and talk to a lot of great people across the entire Commonwealth uh, and, and really understand, obviously, a lot of the issues that are facing them. And I think now with the economy and the situation it's in, it's uh, imperative that people make a, the proper choice for governor for the state. And I'm really excited about the opportunity in three weeks to uh, earn, earn that title as well.
0: So, so, Jeff, I, I was there for your kickoff. You kicked off right here, for people who don't remember, um, right right here at the bridge, um, at, at, the, at the park, um, here in Fairhaven, New Bedford. And um, back then, I thought you ran a heck of a campaign. I mean, you, you bested... Uh, two really strong republicans uh... in that election to then get the nomination i thought you were you did a great job as a candidate representing the republican party representing a lot of people really in that race against elizabeth warren uh, yes. So I, I i do think you, you you did a great job in that campaign
2: well thank you and it's not again it's not even about republicans or or even democrats it's about the entire people of the commonwealth you know i think right now we're seeing a, a campaign that i'm focused on is, is making sure that people have the economic freedoms that they expect Uh, You know, right now our state's collected over $8 billion in excess tax revenue. And uh, the legislature, for some reason, is kicking and screaming about trying to return $3 billion back to to people uh, based on an 85 statute that requires, uh, you know, the overpayment be returned. Um, But also I want to make sure that parents have more of a freedom for choosing the education their kids get. You know, if the public school system their kids are in is not working for them uh, or if parents aren't able to, you know, again, have a say in what the curriculum is or or even even have a voice at the school board meetings, you know, I I want the state dollars to follow the kids, whether it's going to be a private school or whether it's even homeschooling i think we're seeing a doubling of homeschooling in massachusetts over the last two years since the pandemic reading and uh, math skills are really down right now and we need parents to i think parents want schools to be doing a better job and if they if they feel like they can you know vote with their feet by where their kids end up going I think that'll create the competition in the education marketplace that's needed to to cause the improvement and um, and finally I, I think healthcare care freedom I think one of the things that really got me to run for this seat in the first place was the fact that a lot of people were being fired for Getting, uh, you know, not getting a vaccine that the, was required by the state, and and again, I got vaccinated. I'm not anti-vaccine. I just felt that some people either developed natural immunity if they were first responders working out during the pandemic when the viruses were out there in the uh, the the. Vaccines weren't available. Uh, they may have developed natural immunity, or there may be underlying health issues that they have that just made it very dangerous to get a vaccine. So I chose my running mate, Leah Allen, who's a nurse who was uh, breastfeeding her child. Um, you know, while she was serving in in the hospital, she was pregnant during the COVID um, situation, working on a COVID ward. In fact, uh, when she had her baby, the vaccines came out, and she was worried about the effect of the vaccine on her child, so she didn't get vaccinated. And she was fired for it. So on day one, I'm going to return every state worker to the jobs that they had before. If they want to come back, uh, if they were fired for the vaccine mandate, we're going to make sure that that is the policy uh, going forward, respecting people's healthcare choices. Uh, obviously, the state is very big on my body, my choice. We're going to make that uh, the the law of the land when it comes to vaccines as well.
1: So, Rep. Deal, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. So. Um, I got a couple of questions. Uh, one, there was a debate last week. Um, what were your overall thoughts on that? Two, I think, uh, to be frank with you, uh, as someone who is, you know, I'm a registered Democrat, right? But sure. uh, I'm a I'm a pro-choice guy, and I think the most people in the Commonwealth are pro-choice. Um, and I didn't feel like your your you know your your answers on abortion and protecting abortion rights are really strong and uh, strong enough. I know you're pro life. I know you you know you personally don't believe in abortion, but most people in the Commonwealth do. And I think it it's I don't know if it's enough to say I'm not going to do anything to uh, interfere with Roe that's been codified. Um, you know I I you know I feel like there's a lot of people in the Commonwealth that feel as though uh there should be a, a fortification of roe v wade uh in in state law and massachusetts should also be a place for people fleeing other states where abortion has been legal uh made illegal where women who, who have to choose between being forced to give birth or going to jail could come um what's your thoughts on that
2: well, I thought I made it pretty clear that the Roe Act has pretty much settled abortion in Massachusetts. Governor Baker had two objections to elements that I agreed with him on. Um, low, you know, low age of parental, non-parental notification. And also the fact that a child, after they stripped out in the Roe Act, uh, Section 12P of, uh, of Mass General Law 112, basically saying that a baby who's born from a failed abortion can be does not have to be given medical attention. To me that's infanticide. So that was the concerns I had. Charlie Baker agreed with him, but they were overridden by the legislature and now it's the law of the land. I'm sure you know the governor does not make law in Massachusetts, the legislature does. So But 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 if
1: we- but if you're the governor the, there's going to be laws passed by the legislature that are going to hit your desk and you do make them law by signing it. So if there the are or,
2: but Marcus you know also that if I don't sign it, they can, or if I decide to veto it, I can be overridden, just like Charlie Baker was overridden. You know that the will of the Massachusetts right now lays in the legislature, who makes those laws and ultimately decides them in the end of the day. So again, I think that there's an attempt to try to make it seem like abortions at risk in Massachusetts. It's not, and in fact, if you want to talk about someone who cares about women's rights, uh, that's me, my wife. She has a business that we own together was shut down. Her business was closed. Uh, Maura Healy did nothing to protect people's rights when the uh, pandemic shut that down, and I, I think illegally. Secondly, I think also <clears throat> my daughters were, had to wait to go back to school much longer than they should have. You know, My two daughters did not get the education they want. Where was Maura Healey standing up for uh, our children in Massachusetts who wanted to get back to school sooner? And, and even the mask mandates, uh, went late into last year when we knew that it wasn't helping them. And uh, my running mate, again, a nurse who was fired because she didn't want to get vaccinated and have a an effect, negative effect on her child. So women's rights is beyond just abortion. It's all sorts of things. I'm the biggest champion of women's rights. Maura Haley's never stood up for those people, those women who lost those, uh, those rights during the pandemic
0: um we're speaking with jeff deal who's a a candidate for governor republican candidate uh, the nominated republican candidate for governor of massachusetts um jeff you so you spend time in the legislature um you know how frustrating it can be as a republican up there with such a small number of people um should you be elected governor will you look to increase the majority of people who agree with you in the legislature so that you can actually get things done and not be Overridden so easily as Charlie Baker has been in past governors on the Republican side have in the past. Do you you have a plan that I know it's a big a big undertaking, but to try to increase the number of uh, reps and senators to work with you when you're the governor of Massachusetts.
2: Sure. You know, when I was up on Beacon Hill, it was important to make sure that we have divided government. And I don't mean divisive government. I mean divided. It's good to have Republican voices as well as Democrat voices so that there is debate on key issues. And, uh, you know, it's not just a rubber stamp. If Maury Healy gets in, it will be all Democrats uh, in the House and Senate, the supermajority, with another... Uh, Democrat governor that basically means that there will be no debate on things uh, that at least Charlie Baker was able to say no on with a veto. And then, again, if the legislature felt it was important, they overrode him. But at least he was able to call attention to key issues. Uh, Yeah, I've always been willing to help other candidates who are running for office. Uh, When I ran in 2010 for the state legislature, I was helped by people who, uh, you know, just felt that it was important to get a balance of, of uh, voices up on Beacon Hill to have that discussion. Um, but, again, there's, it's not necessarily my job to help people running. I, I'm happy to help those who want to serve in office. Um, but, again, my job as governor is more to focus on what's important for the cities and towns across Massachusetts, and especially during these difficult economic times when inflation is so high, when mortgage rates are going up. The cost of food is extremely expensive, obviously, fuel, uh, and those fuel uh, costs are basically the fault of Joe Biden, who came into office and decided to take us off our energy independent uh, path that uh, we had had already. Uh, Maury Healy's made it worse by blocking two pipelines, uh, natural gas pipelines that come into Massachusetts. So we're about to see electricity spike up 64% in cost next month. That is something that's making Massachusetts very unaffordable, and that's something that uh, is driving people out of our state. We lost 50,000 people 50,000 people left Massachusetts last year because they just feel like they can't afford to stay in our state. So my job is, you know, again, I think primarily to make sure that I'm looking out for this interest of the hardworking families out there so that they can you know pay the pay the bills afford their home send their kids to the schools they want to go to and hopefully have enough money left over uh, for retirement someday when they want to stay in massachusetts
3: we're
1: speaking with uh, Repres- uh, former representative jeff deal who's the republican nominee for governor so um jeff you you talked about More healy's um uh you you're tying More healy to joe biden uh of, she's a democrat joe biden's a democrat um she's well, she did
2: endorse him. Yeah. yeah,
1: of course. Um no, of course she did. Uh, you endorsed Donald Trump, you were his campaign coach here in 2016. Uh, I'm assuming in 2020 as well. He endorsed you in this uh, he endorsed you in the primary. Um a lot of people say that's a big reason that uh, why you won the primary because Donald Trump's still a very popular name in the Republican Party in Massachusetts. It's not a very popular uh he's not a very popular president statewide. Um do you um, you know, what's do you still even after all of the January sixth and now what's happening at Mar-a-Lago? Do are you still um, proud of your uh, relationship with former President Trump?
2: Well, you know, first of all, what happened on January 6th, it was a a disaster. I mean, that's something that should never happen in in our democracy. And uh, it's very upsetting. Anybody who is involved in that certainly should be punished if it's uh, found that they did something wrong. So I I totally agree with that. Uh, But I also feel like what happened in 2020 with the riots around the entire country, uh, you know, there was, uh, there was cities that were literally burning. You had Minneapolis, you had uh, you know, Portland, federal buildings being broken into and burned. Even in Boston, we had uh, police officers. Nine of them went to the hospital after being shot at. We had police cruisers on fire on Tremont Street. And Moore Healy, Moore Healy said during that time, During 2020 riots, uh, she was asked during a Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce meeting what she thought about it. She said, yes, America's burning, but that's how forests grow. That is not how democracy works in Massachusetts or around the rest of the country. You should not be celebrating arson and looting and murder of people who are trying to protect their businesses. And yet that's what she said at a time when we needed to heal. She was talking about Uh, basically stoking the anger and division that was causing the riots. So she's tried to walk back those questions. But to be honest with you, that was really disappointing. And look, she's endorsed uh, Joe Biden. He gave a speech in Philadelphia a few weeks ago that said that uh, anybody who voted against him in 2020 is an enemy of the state. That's what he said. And yet he also promoted himself as one of the great people that was going to try to you know bring our country back together he's got done the opposite so quite honestly you know i, I think we've got real questions about you know more healy and uh, joe biden and i think that's what's going to be people are going to be talking about not a president that's been out of office office for two years
0: so we'll speak with jeff Deal, who's a republican candidate for governor of massachusetts so jeff you've you indicated <clears throat> talked about the support of the um, uh, of the police uh things that nature give people at the um your your opinion of law enforcement professionals and, and how you'll treat them when you're the governor. Massachusetts.
2: Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. You know, you don't really hear the words defund the police or get rid of qualified immunity anymore. And that's because it's an election year. But again, you've had Massachusetts uh, Democrats who have the supermajority in the House and Senate up on Beacon Hill that were openly talking about that a while ago. And now what we're seeing is a problem in recruiting not only state police officers, but also municipal police officers around the state. It's hard to get people to want to even be a police officer anymore. We're understaffed just about everywhere. And that's causing public safety issues um it's it's just really hard to believe that that even discussion you know took place i understand that there are police officers who need to be held accountable but anybody who was involved in the george floyd situation has been prosecuted has gone to jail or is in the process of uh, you know what's going on with the legal uh, outcomes of their cases fact of the matter is um, Law enforcement officials every day go out there and try to protect our communities. What they do in 10 seconds, the decision they make in 10 seconds, gets litigated for 10 years in the the courts. So I'm always trying to make sure that we give them the respect they deserve for going out there and and, um, and putting their lives on the line and also trying to uphold justice and keep our, our communities and our state safe. And one of the things I want to make sure that they uh, are feel empowered to do is also go after the drug dealing that's happening. That's we, we had the highest number of overdose deaths in Massachusetts in our state's history just this last year. So we need to make sure that the fentanyl, the heroin that's being dealt, we, we track it down and we hold those people uh, accountable and we prosecute them. So again, I want to thank the officers for the, the work they do on the front line every day to do that. And uh, I think that's just going to be a very important thing going forward, um, as well as also providing people with addiction issues the recovery and mental health services they need.
1: So we're speaking with representative uh, former representative Jeff Deal who's the Republican nominee uh, nominee for Massachusetts governor. So um, Rep Deal uh, going back to the debate last week I I you know towards the end they were asking to Uh, They were asking you and Attorney General Healy to give a letter grade to Charlie Baker. Uh, Maury Healy said uh, something along the lines of he did a very good job or a pretty good job. She didn't want to give a letter grade. But you gave him, uh, you gave Charlie Baker a B, which means he was a, he was a, you you think he was a good governor. And in fact, he was the most popular governor um, in the country for most of his eight year tenure here. So if you gave Charlie Baker a B, I'm curious to know why you decided to primary him.
2: Yeah, look, first of all, again, uh, Charlie Baker is the one that decided not to run again. I mean, well, I well, but like,
1: you jumped in before he made that decision, Rep. Deal.
2: I think it's important to have a conversation in the Republican side and Democrat side for um, you know who should be the nominee for uh, for, for the final uh, general election. Uh, For More Healey, you know, she had no opposition. Uh, Sonia Chang Diaz decided to drop out, so there really hasn't been a discussion on the Democrat side about you know who's the best candidate. I think everybody has decided they would consolidate around her. Uh, but I always, again, thought that it's important to make sure that people have that uh, that choice. And so, uh, again uh... for me it's uh... something where i've supported charlie baker in two thousand ten two thousand fourteen two thousand eighteen when he ran again for re-election then uh... more healy seems to think that she's uh... you know agrees with charlie uh, if you listen to that debate on a lot of issues but i doubt she ever voted for him uh... so you know you, <laughs> can, you point, can agree huh? all you want but I mean, if you don't vote for him, i mean how much are you really with him? i've been with charlie baker on issues way more than she has in fact She says she wants to cut taxes along the the lines of what the Charlie Baker tax cuts that he promoted at the end of this election – I'm sorry, of this uh, legislative cycle. And, um, you know, at the same time, she's for question one where she wants to – add an additional 4% for anybody who's been successful in the state uh, basically punishing people who um, who do well uh, economically in Massachusetts. So she wants this one one in one corner of the mouth she's saying she wants to cut taxes, but out of the other side of her mouth, she wants to raise taxes. She's for question one. So again, you can't have it both ways. You like Charlie but you've never voted for him. You want to cut taxes but you want to raise taxes. That's what Maury Healy is about. Whatever's expedient to say at the time. I've got a track record of cutting taxes. Back in 2014 I led the repeal of the indexing of our gas tax to inflation and by the way if we hadn't done that we'd be like California with the cost of gas in Massachusetts right now because it wouldn't be just the cost of the fuel it would be the tax that would be going up on it just from being tied to inflation which is at a record 40-year record high right now
0: we're we're speaking with Jeff Deal, who's the Republican nominee for governor of Massachusetts Um, Jeff um, you brought up question one I was gonna bring it up anyway but um, so we know your position on that thankfully on the driver's license bill for illegal aliens, it's it's another bill that Charlie Baker vetoed, but the legislature overrode him. I assume Maura Healey um, is in favor of she giving illegal... She spoke out
1: li- in favor of it the debate. Okay, so yeah. she spoke
0: out in favor of it. How, how do you feel about giving driver's licenses to undocumented immigrants here in Massachusetts?
2: So, you know, we have a border crisis right now that's been exacerbated by the Biden administration since he's been in office. And more Healy has done nothing to try to abate that as attorney general. Uh, in fact, what we've got in Massachusetts is thousands of people that come into our state who need state services. And I totally want to support people who want to become citizens of Massachusetts and, and come here for all the right reasons. But unfortunately, a lot of people uh, who come here uh and, and by the way i support people who are refugees i support people who are on h1b uh, visas or people who are here uh, on a work visa or green card that's great they at least are, are documented and trying to you know get a path to citizenship but there are a population of people that are unwilling to try to become citizens and that's what uh, the, basically the legislature wants to reward right now governor baker did veto this uh, this bill because there's two major reasons with uh, giving driver's licenses to illegals. And he, by the way, he tried to find an accommodation where maybe it wouldn't be an official driver's license, but some sort of driver's certification. What ended up happening was they overwrote him anyway over his objections, and two of them that I thought were very valid. One is that the RMV of Massachusetts is not the vehicle by which sensitive foreign documents should be processed they currently the rmv has had problems dealing with just out-of-state violation suspensions we saw seven marines in new hampshire that were killed by someone who should have had their massachusetts driver's license suspended but there was boxes and boxes of unprocessed uh out-of-state violations we saw a pretty famous picture i don't know if you've seen it online but anyway the other thing too is that Uh, The 2020 Motor Voter Law of Massachusetts automatically puts people on voter rolls if they get a Massachusetts driver's license. And that was another reason that Governor Baker cited as a problem that he had. If you're here illegally, you should not be put onto voter rolls. That creates some potential voter issues down the road, voter fraud issues.
1: Well, Rep. Deal, I mean, you you know that there's been, for the last 30 years, there's been people who are non-voting residents that have been able to get their driver's licenses through green cards. Um, And so and and the question I have is, I know you're against this law, as it's written now. Are you against the uh, prospect of giving um, undocumented residents of the Commonwealth driver's licenses entirely, or do you think that there should be another way to do it?
2: First of all, I think that... The goal should be to fix immigration. You know, when I was a state rep, I actually filed language that would allow Massachusetts to help speed up immigration because that's the big problem. You've got people coming here and they sit on a a waiting list to get processed 10, 15 years in some cases. We have 50,000 people, like I said, who left our state. We certainly could use uh, people coming to Massachusetts, but let's have them come here for the right, right reasons. When you say that you're gonna have sanctuary status, which several Massachusetts cities and towns do, you basically are creating a, an advertisement to people who come into the country illegally and then come to Massachusetts because they know that they will be uh, protected from those, in those towns from any prosecution by, uh, or, or de- deportation by federal officials, even if they've committed crimes in our state. So that's a problem. I don't want to reward people who've broken the law with a, with a privilege that, you know, again, citizens and people who've come here legally and, and are in the process of being documented, uh, those people are the ones that deserve driver's licenses. I think this is a mistake.
0: So we're... Go ahead. Uh, so, so, Jeff, I was, I was going to ask you, people listening to you right now, maybe they didn't vote for you in the primary or maybe they, they voted for you in the, over the years. Um, if they wanted to find out more about your campaign and what you're doing, how do they find out?
2: Yep. So my running mate, is her name is Leah Allen. And so our website that we have is dealallen.com. So they can go to com, And what you'll find at that website is uh, information about where we stand on all issues, uh, which is, you know, I think important videos. Uh, and then the other thing we have, too, is a place where if you want to get engaging uh, in the campaign, we can put you to work as a volunteer, a poll watcher, or as somebody who holds signs. Or poll watcher? You wanna, sure. Yeah, no, if anybody wants to go and make sure that, you know, uh, we've had a, a history in Massachusetts of people uh, going to watch the polls on both sides of the aisle. It's, I think it's uh, important yeah. So the uh, the thing is, you can volunteer to uh, help with the campaign, obviously, uh, standouts and things like that, holding signs. But also you can donate, which obviously we would appreciate. Uh, or you can get request lawn signs or you can get campaign gear. So pretty interactive website. I think people will enjoy it. So, Reptile,
1: uh, I appreciate you coming on and talking with us. Thank um, you. Uh, before I let you go, I've got to ask. You know, I know you've seen the polling uh, that shows you optimistically 18 points behind, pessimistically 30 points behind um, Attorney General Healy. A lot of people feel as though this is a coronation. Um, How do you plan on making that up, uh, making up that gap?
2: Sure. Well, I mean, three days after I won the primary, Emerson College came out with a poll that put me up over More Healey by six points with independents. Uh, and in Massachusetts, independents make up 57% of the electorate. When the top line issue of the economy was asked, it was actually a 16 point lead over More Healey. So I actually think that, uh, in the demographic that we're going for, which is again, not just Republican or, De- or Repo- uh, Democrat, but actually just the wide range of all citizens. We feel like we're actually doing very well. Uh, and look, Scott Brown, uh, Back in 2010, when he won that U.S. Senate seat, he was down... 40 points when he announced. He was down 15 points uh, a week to go before January 10th, and uh, he ended up winning by seven points. So obviously, you know, as people start to pay more attention to the race once the second debate is over, I think we're going to get an even greater, uh, you know, bump in the awareness and support. So, look, this thing is uh, still weeks away from the election. I'm very excited that uh, we've been able to get to this point, and I obviously want to make sure that we win this.
1: When is that next debate?
2: Uh, it is going to be this Thursday, and it is
1: on Channel Five at eight PM. All right, uh, Representative Jeff Deal, dealallen dot com. You said that's right. All right, thanks for joining us, Rep. Deal. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Jeff. Take care. Thank you Have a good night. All right, let's take a break now. Uh, I th- I th- I thought he I thought he um, I thought he did fairly well. I'm still not satisfied, honestly, on his answers on um, uh, Dobbs and Roe v. Wade and all of that. But that's you know. It's where I stand. I don't know where you know. That depends on that's if that's where
0: most of the voters stand. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I actually actually, before we move on, I just this is not really one of my my big issues, but I did see a thing on Meet the Press this weekend where they said I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, particularly where Massachusetts and Rhode Island are considered blue states, very blue states. They said that um, the polling shows that in blue states where States are securing abortion rights; mm-hmm. that they're not as much of an issue to the voters um, in this this mid, this midterm election. Yeah, um, I thought it was it was, it was a, a woman pollster that, from um, the Hill. I think she was. Oh no, the Cook Report.
1: Okay. Um, and she they're said pretty good. Cook yeah, Political report. Yeah. yeah.
0: she said that people who are in states, which is which is obviously different than Kansas, right? Like Massachusetts and Rhode Island, that are blue states, feel secure in their abortion rights. So it's not as much of an issue for the general election. Sure. In that thing. I thought I thought that yeah, was a pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty sophisticated way to look at it. I'd be curious on the polling on that. Just how they got down that deep into, into people's minds. But yeah, what kind anyway, of questions yeah. were asked? Yeah.
1: Five zero eight nine nine six O five hundred. Let's actually go to the phones. Good evening, you're live. Good evening. I wanted
4: to thank you guys again for uh having the candidates on. Sure. Letting us hear what they have to say. Yeah. I didn't realize ahead of time that we wouldn't be able to uh, call in with questions, but I appreciate that Dale made a, you know a little time to call in, even if it was over the phone. And um, you know, he's got a, he's got a a lot of area to cover. Mm-hmm. But he um, did he refuse to come into the studio and, well, uh, and take questions? It wasn't or? a matter of
1: refuse or or not refuse. I, I basically you know they. I said he could come in or, or call in. They opted to call in. I, I didn't say no, you have to, and he said no. I, that that wasn't a requirement that I had made. I I had that during the primary, um, but I uh, during the general, I, I know people got to be all over the place at once, so I, I made it a, a bit more. Um, I laxed those requirements.
0: It, it, look, it, it, we recognize it's easier for him to to, to pick up the phone and call than to drive down. Um, but um, look, I, I you know I think he did a nice job. I mean, he made his case, Um, you know, I wanted to give him a real shot at making his case. Um, You know, he, I didn't vote for him in the primary. It doesn't really matter what I did, Um, but now he's the nominee. so let's give him a shot.
4: Right. But it doesn't matter what you did in the primary, but um, it does matter at this point because I think all the points he made about Healy were true and accurate as far as what she did in the past and what she will plan to do in the future. And I think it matters you know because i know the other night you said you'll vote for healy now i i think that's a big leap from
1: he did say that yes. i did
0: say that from
4: him then to doty then to healy and i think to myself that that completely doesn't make sense to me that you would call yourself a republican and not and and then there, well, listen i'll just you know, tell
0: you this i've done more for the republican party than jeff deal ever has and um and, and it's not about me and jeff deal i just and, and I'm not going to beat up on the guy again because I think I've done enough of it. I, I just don't feel, and here I go, that that he's got the qualifications, the ability to be the governor, Matthews. I don't think that, given his performance in this campaign, that he can attract the kind of really good talent look, to people Ted, that he needs to.
4: Look what we've got going on in the White House. Do you feel that anybody in the administration, in the cabinet, and who the the president attracted... Was was great for this country and I just entirely do
0: not. No, no, but but I think so I there think
4: you have it. So you you're going to get somebody that's running the country. Yeah, but and I, I, I I think thing. Maura
0: Healy's vastly um, uh, more talented than Joe Biden, quite frankly. More
4: talented at this juncture, in Joe Biden's life. Her policies are going to yeah. align with this. Her policies are, co- are going to completely align with what's going on nationwide, and that's why it's so hard for me to see you or anybody else making the leap from him instead of giving them a chance and hoping that
0: well, yeah, but let me, let me, let me just something.
4: It's, tell you
1: it's not just get, you can't just like give somebody a chance. It's a, you get four years to run the entire Commonwealth. You, you've yeah, got to be pretty sure about who you're voting if, for. If, look, I've hired we're people. We're
4: sure that the country's being run into the ground and, and Maura Healy's going to be on board with that. I think, and the, and to I me, think uh, you know,
1: I think that. to blame, I think to blame all the country's problems solely on Joe Biden is, 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 is frankly no, uh, no, pretty I partisan. I
4: Joe Biden. I said the entire cabinet, the entire administration. Yeah, that's the, military, the same, same thing. Same thing. You're arguing semantics
1: now. You're arguing, you're arguing semantics. So,
4: no. It's not semantics. It's, it's entirely everybody that's on board with that. So, so
0: here's the thing. That's so Jeff Deal, um, also, quite frankly, again, I, I remember you brought it up. So um, Jeff Deal made some horrible allegations against my very good friend Howie Carr, where he said that because because Howie accepted advertising money from Doty. That, therefore, he was in the tank for Doty and basically had accepted bribes. And that is, that is something that is not true. And it's something that every radio show, including myself, is vulnerable to. Jeff Deal didn't raise the money. Jeff Doty, I mean, Chris Doty had the money. The fact that he he advertised on the Howie Carr show, then Jeff Deal, because he couldn't advertise because he couldn't raise the money, turned around and accused Howie Carr of taking bribes. And I thought it was a, a reckless charge, a despicable charge, to be made against a friend of mine who's done more for me. But did
4: than, he use the word bribes, or did he say he's yeah. in a tank with them, and then he, he said you, like advertising with them?
0: No, no, no. He said he said, he said you, you sold out. You took money from, from, from Doty. You 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 sold out. Hey, listen, we got to take this
1: break. So okay, go ahead. Yeah, we're oh, going to take the break. Thanks, right, for the thanks for the call. God. Appreciate it. Sorry, uh, we're going to take this break. We'll be right back. If you're on the line, stay on the line. Listen to us live, and you know what? Um, you know what? Leo Leo DiCaprio told uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet is that uh he said is a young up and coming actor okay. who, who's nominated for an Oscar. He told him, no hard drugs and no superhero movies. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. I, he put his arm around him and said, no hard drugs and no superhero movies. <laughs> that was good advice. All right, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We've got uh, we had um. We just had uh, go, uh, Governor candidate Jeff Deal on. We've ta- we're taking your calls 508-996-0500. Hey Hank,
3: what's happening? How you doing? Timing is timing is everything in your world. Um, I wanted to be the first caller after the Governor candidate called and say what a remarkable job you guys did <laughs> being being so fair to him. I, I was very very impressed. But your last caller just pushed all of Chris's buttons. That's all right, <laughs> threw, that's all threw right. Through my comments right out the door, but <laughs> you guys did a great job. I think he did a really good job, he did. especially with some of the questions you asked Marcus. He uh, handled it well. I'm kind of with Chris on that. Does that mean he can, he can run the state of Massachusetts? <laughs> uh, I'll say I don't know. Chris will say absolutely not, but I'll say I don't know, but you guys did a great job. Thank you. Can Thank I just you. real real quick just ask you what's the details for the Sheriff's debate coming up. So sure. you just fill
1: in on that. So the sheriff's debate is Wednesday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's commercial free. Uh seven to eight is uh it's that's mostly gonna be moderated by us. We're gonna ask some questions uh of the of of mayor harrow and sheriff hodgson and we're going to give them an opportunity to each ask each other a question as well at the end and then uh in the second hour it's going to be all phone calls so we're going to be cycling through uh all the calls that are going to come in and they can the caller has an opportunity to ask both candidates a question or one of the
3: candidates a question yeah, we just can't build our questions up. I know how you are, Marcus. But can oh, yeah. we have front row parking in front of the windows with popcorn like a movie theater? And you want you guys <laughs> yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can. I, mean, right. I mean, yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Go shirtless, guys. Thank you very much. You guys are doing a good, you guys are doing a good job. Later. Thanks, Thanks,
0: Hank. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we can have, We can be like a like a drive-in theater. I, I don't own the parking lot, so People you can do can whatever, pull whatever up. you want. Yeah, right. Do whatever you want. It's not, it's not my... Uh... Pull up in... Um, Look at us! Yeah, we're good to look we at.
1: Popcorn at ninety nine over here. There you go. And uh, I always, I, but I always say you get the cheese and crackers. That's the rookie move That's to get the, the rookie, popcorn. That's the Rookie moves to get the popcorn. If you go to ninety nine, I've been, I've been doing this since the nineties. You, you get the cheese and crackers. It's really good. It still is. Um, let's actually take a break so we can finish out the hour strong. Uh, Plus, by strong. the way, if,
0: if you just if you eat the salty popcorn, it's only so you'll drink more beer. Right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a rookie move. Rookie move. Okay, hey, welcome back. So, Marcus, we've got the big debate on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I somebody mentioned. So, we're gonna have some to, to fill some time after the election, right? I mean, when, when, after the elections, there'll be the fallout, there'll be the appointments, gonna, there'll be all that stuff. I'm I'm taking a break. Marcus is taking a break. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking ready. a break I'm, from all I'm gonna, your worries. I'll be back. I'll be back in
1: uh, January. No, um, let's say like April for the town elections <laughs> and then, uh, I'll probably come back and again, and then when signatures are due in New Bedford, I'll come
0: back on then. And so that's, that's, in that's the meantime, you'll miss a fabulous interview by Michelle McPhee. Well, well, <laughs> I talked to Michelle, um, you know, she used to be a regular with me yeah. uh, on the air before I got sick. And so she'll be back on, she's out in California now. Um, but somebody had asked about the Whitey Bulger case. And she's giving interviews now on that case
1: yeah I remember when she was on with you when you had the Chris McCarthy show and right. that was great I was I was actually here for one of those
0: interviews it was she was really good uh, the the breadth of knowledge was was really interesting she's got some very good interesting sources on the Whitey Bulger murder
1: and I, I've got some things I want to talk about too I've um, talking to people in the field of like uh, You know, there's an issue going on with special education. So I've been talking to different people in the field. I do have issues. People have come up to me like, hey, I like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And I say, after the election.
0: Right, yeah. No, we're trying to get um, you folks to get out to the election. Mm -hmm. our, Our sole focus... Everything we're doing is to motivate you, 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 to go vote. You. Right? You. I don't care who you vote for. I want the you to show Simpsons up. Simpsons episode
1: where the the anchor blames that everything's going like, you know, everything's chaotic because
0: I'm placing the blame on you, the viewer. <laughs> right? I like that. <laughs> yeah. The um, The fact of the matter is, is we've got to have a higher turnout in the city. We've got to have a higher turnout in the town. Fifth lowest turnout in the primary. It's not good. It's very not good. And by the way, some days I feel like Marcus and I are the only ones trying. I, I, I We are the only ones trying. We <laughs> to get people to go vote. We are the only ones trying. You know, and um, that's fine. But if you think I'm going to eat the blame, <laughs> yeah, right. you're crazy. Right. Just, just to understand this. I'm doing everything I can. So that I can feel very comfortable pointing out everything you didn't do. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> just um, remember that. So uh, yeah. So anyway. Um. And like all elections, you can't get back the time you lost. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a finite amount of of resources. Everyone has an equal amount of in election can't campaigns so if you're not doing what you're supposed to do to get out the vote to get the people of new bedford to go to vote that's on you
1: so i mean just to talk about you know other other stuff we've got going on um things that i have in the works i've talked with uh, rep conley up in um cambridge And, you know, he has that law that's going to that attempts to put a cap on what you can collect in tax rebates from 62F. I just talked to him today. He's going to come on at some point soon and talk about that. I think that's still a very interesting development. I remember we broke some statewide news here on 62F when we had Chairman Roderickson to talk about whether or not you're going to get those refund checks that were planned in the uh, original economic development bill. Uh, you you are not most likely not going to get those checks because of the 3 billion and F checks that are coming out. So there's a, still a lot to talk about with that. That's still a big issue, obviously. Um, and so we're we're gonna we're gonna have that. We're gonna have Rep. Conley on and a, a few others, uh, a few other, a couple other candidates.
0: And we're gonna have the DAs debate in a couple of weeks too. The Plymouth County DAs debate too. I think that's gonna be fantastic. Uh, there's a real difference between those two candidates. Mm. Um, and much like the sheriff's race right very much so and you have a um even i would say even more of a difference yeah um between those two guys maybe generationally certainly they have different backgrounds Uh,
1: i would say more of a difference too i I agree yeah 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 no i i i I would i would agree with that
0: um and so uh but it's it's the only place you're going to be able to hear it is here yeah, and uh, again, that's Mattapoisett, Rochester, Lakeville, Marion, Wareham, um, your district attorney's race, Plymouth, all Plymouth yeah, County. We got Plymouth. We, we have we have Plymouth. We have Plymouth. That's uh, right. We have a lot of
1: listeners in Plymouth. We have yeah. A lot of listeners in Plymouth, Middleborough, Carver. So, um, so if you're in there, if you're over there, and we have a robust digital liter- uh, listenership oh, really throughout true. the yeah. throughout the Commonwealth. But I'm saying the line share of our our satellite and and our and our our listenership i think the southern half of bristol county i think you you're really um uh, this uh, you know if you drive down a few miles down route six i'm out of poise you see a big tim cruise bill, uh, billboard actually right. this is your da tim cruise so and i've seen rasan hall signs too
0: on route six so it's something people around here are definitely paying attention to and folks if you miss any of the show um from time to time that's going to happen you can always go get the whole thing for free on our podcast I'm literally uploading the podcast as we speak so uh, a
1: couple minutes after we sign off today you'll have the full episodes available the uh, the last two
0: hours are already available on podcast anywhere where podcasts are offered and you know something Marcus I don't know if people realize this if you call into the program you'll be on the podcast you will right so if you if you call in you make it make a comment a fun one a bad one whatever make fun of one of us whatever and then you send it to your friends it'll be just like you're on the show. And you can put on your resume. Podcaster.
1: Podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Chris, uh, that's it. We're, we're uh, yeah tomorrow and then Wednesday is the big debate. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll have a fun show, and then we'll be here for the debate on Wednesday. Should be great.